Welcome to the Transformation Church weekly follow-up podcast, where we get to follow up, break down, and discuss last Sunday's message. Our goal is to help create context and drive conversation to learn more about what God has for us. Now let's join our team as we gain deeper insight into this week's message. Hey guys, welcome back to the Transformation Church weekly follow-up podcast. I am Justin Oswald, the executive pastor of TC, and back again with me today is our lead pastor, Brad Livingston. What's up, guys? Good to be back. Another week, another sermon, another follow-up <laughs> podcast. And uh, yeah, it's been, a, it's been a good week. Uh, were we on last week? Yeah. Hmm. It's good to be back with you this week. <laughs> I couldn't remember if we were on last week or if we took last Well, at week least I off. think we were. Uh, yeah, we were because it was the yeah, week, we bef- week before we weren't. We did. It we was did short. Sense, yeah. Oh, yeah, it was short. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah so we don't know what's going on. Anymore. We- <laughs> we're just, yeah, we're just keeping track. We're just lucky. To it's be really here. John's fault, actually. Um, Wait a minute. Speaking uh, of, there's John. John is with us again. John's with us. If you're us. watching, you can't see him. You can hear him. And if you're great to be on the podcast uh, today, thank you for the introduction. <laughs> yeah. John Sapp, creative director of Transformation Church. That's right. So, uh, yeah, so we're in the Alone series. It's been good. John, uh, what's been the the top seller in the culture shop? Is it the shirts? Um, The shirts. Yep, the shirts. Yeah, just going through shirts, huh? We get new ones in yet? Not yet. Are they going to be here for Sunday? Uh, Probably not. Well, someone over there needs to pick it up. We need a... Mm, yeah, vendors. <laughs> it's like they have other customers or something. Yeah, I know. It's crazy. Uh, yeah, it's been like four weeks. What are we doing? So I know it took the same for our baptism church too. Yeah, well, we're coming, guys. Don't worry. Hopefully, by the, on the first week of the series and the last week of the series, <laughs> we will have what you need. Uh, let me. I'm gonna make a call. I'll make a call, John. And uh, you know, you know, they like me more than you. What? Yeah, I think it's it was, we're gonna have to have a conversation outside of this. But yeah, go ahead. <laughs> what did you do to him? They just like me when they like him. Uh, nah. Well, well, one person in particular. Well, you know, want to go, John? Just is what it is. Luckily, ten years of a relationship with that company, and you leave John in charge of the account for three months, and here we are. <laughs> it's taking five weeks to get shirts. Oh uh, well. <laughs> Just kidding. They've been going through a few things over there. They've been, it, they're making some moves over there, so it's taking a little longer. But hey, nonetheless, hopefully by next Sunday, it'd be dope by this Sunday, but probably by next Sunday, we'll have some more shirts for you guys that have been waiting on your sizes to come in. Uh, all that to say, we've been in the Alone series. That's what the whole point of that conversation really was. Um, and uh, it's been it's been good. We've been getting pretty good feedback on the whole thing. And so... Um, it's quite been, a, it's a doozy. Been loving that. Yeah, it's been good, man. I mean... You know, uh, I had one person send me a text message uh, Monday. Yeah, Monday. And they said, I think that this is my favorite series that we've ever done. It surpassed Sushi Sex and Subtitles. Uh, so I said, huh. Well, yeah, a lot of learning to do in this series. Yeah. So it's been it's been good. We've been dealing with the solas. Um and, uh, you know, kind of bring some clarity to you guys that may not know what's going on out there. Uh, the Alone series is built around the five solas of the Protestant Reformation. And so, um, 
And so essentially our goal in it was to break down and bring clarity and understanding to um, what it means to be saved. And so it wasn't so much that we wanted to have a history lesson, uh, although we did have a cool history. It is, it is some interesting church history if you're into that thing. Um, yeah. But the main goal was actually um, to kind of refocus um, what it means to be saved, what salvation is, what it's not, um, and kind of identify, honestly, for some people that don't even realize it, how how close to Catholicism Western Christianity is. <laughs> um, and so, like, I mean, quite frankly, um, you know, here's how we, here, here's how Christians, so Christians historically, Christianity historically is a call to lay down your life for the sake of Jesus, follow him, give everything of yourself to him and whatever he asks for, it's already a yes because he's doing that. And so then we become discipled and we allow our life to align with the word of God. And our daily life is one of repentance, consistency. The blue angels are flying out there uh, oh, <laughs> of repentance, consistent <laughs> faith, uh, biblical character, um, self-sacrifice, uh, and then, uh, as we learn and, and, and worship, and then as we do those things, we train other people to do those things as well. So it happens in us. And then because someone is helping us walk that journey, then we disciple others and they begin to walk that journey. And then we disciple them in such a way that they lead someone else to live that journey. And that's discipleship and true biblical Christianity is not one that ends with faith, but one that starts with faith. Uh, and then as they give their life to Christ and as, uh, they are made new and all that, that starts a process by which we lay our life down on the regular to follow Christ, um, and be a disciple with that said in the West in particular, American Christianity does not look like that. <laughs> so, uh, American Christianity in particular, and there are other countries certainly, but in the West we've grown spoiled to, um, and started to take on again, a faith that looks more like Catholicism than it does Christianity. And what I mean by that is this, um, Catholics, uh, you know, if you're part of the Roman Catholic church or the Catholic church that follows the patterns of the Roman Catholic church, um, you know, essentially, um, you go to mass right? Um, you go to confessional, you get your list of things to do, right? To, to get right with God. And then you go out and you don't really change your life that much. You just come back and do it all over again. Mm. And that actually better represents Western Christianity <laughs> than, uh, than actually what it looks like to be a true Christian. And so, uh, as we started identifying that, we're like, man, we need to take our church on a journey to discover what a, what genuine faith in Christ looks like, what, it, how are we saved? And then talking about, um, what it looks like from there and fun tip. All right. So if you're listening, if you're watching live, you're going to be the only ones to get this. If you're listening to the podcast, then you will get this information and you can check out the first Wednesday podcast. But so tonight, John, Justin, everyone watching, um, we're actually going to expose the sixth sola, mm. the, the hidden sixth sola, mm. not part of the original five of the Protestant Reformation. And, um, 
You just made one up. But <laughs> uh, yeah, we did. We just making up souls. No, uh, had a revelation. Yeah. So uh, new word. That's right. A new word. A new word from God. No. Uh, so <laughs> one that uh, for the longest time wasn't deemed necessary by um, the Christian church. But again, because of how far we've drifted, um, many have found it necessary to be included because uh, some people have actually, it was so common, it didn't need to be talked about. But yeah. it's been so forgotten that now it needs to be addressed. And so we're actually going to introduce that one tonight. Um, it's going to be fun. So good times. Well, so you come know, out of first Wednesday if you're coming. Yeah, first Wednesday's tonight. It's going to be good. Um, you know, this made me think about, I'm going to put a link in the comments. I, you know, we're, it's connected kind of what you're saying. It's not about the five solos or anything, but I was listening to the podcast yesterday, the latest episode of, um, the Kerry Newhoff leadership podcast, right? Yeah. Yep. Uh, which we're big fans of. And, uh, he had pastor Mark Clark was a guest. Mark on. Clark. And they're both in Canada. So their whole, the whole topic hey. of the conversation was, um, how to effectively reach more people in a postmodern, post-Christian culture. And that they are. And they are definitely in a postmodern, post-Christian culture in Canada. For sure. Farther along than the United States. But it apply, a lot of it applies. And he made a really good point. When you, I thought of this when, and I'm going I'm to put a link in the, in the Facebook comments for anybody who wants to check, cool. check out the episode. Um, Talk about the Western church, specifically yeah. in America, how we don't look like, you know. We don't model Christianity quite as well. Right. And he, he it brings up a point of this uh, kind of the Christian nationalism that we're starting to see. Mm. And he was actually talking about how Christianity has never done well when it's part of like the government and stuff. He's talking about, he, he was talking about how Christianity has always thrived. Like you yeah. go into China right now, you go into some of these com uh, countries where Christian Christianity is thriving and doing uh, the church thrives under persecution. Yeah. But in America, we try to, we idolize it so much mm. and you start getting into where people talk about legislation and put prayer back in schools and all these things. Like it should be part of the, our country was founded yep. on Christian, you yep. know, and all these yep. things. And he's like, that's not when the church does good. Right, and he was talking about a reason for a postmodern, post-Christian sure, culture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was just really good, you know. And he even brought up the prayer in schools. He was like, "The thing with prayer in schools, he's like, the problem with that is you have a bunch of kids who say a prayer at the beginning of school, but still don't know Jesus." Yeah, <laughs> and it was like, and I get what he's saying. It's like, sure, obviously, yeah. he's not saying prayer in schools is as a bad thing. So he was like, that that alone is not the fix. Yeah, the, the problem was never that we quit, that kids quit praying in school. The problem is that they quit praying at home. Right, 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 right. <laughs> the problem was never that Mrs. Jones quit quit praying with her third graders. It was that Mr. and Mrs. Jones quit praying with their kid who is a third grader. Mr. Jones is also a song by <laughs> the uh, Mr. Jones and me you know, from the 90s. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't yeah. think of that one. John, do you know who it is? Counting crows. Counting crows. Counting crows. Yeah. There Got it, is. it. Yeah. But all that to say is that's the real problem wasn't that third grade teacher quit praying with her kids. The real problem was that mom and dad who have a third grader quit praying with theirs. 
And then the, the deflection is, well, we took yeah. it out of schools and now the country has gone in the, in the crapper. Yeah. You know, yeah, and it's yeah, like, yeah. well, maybe it has gone in the crapper, but I don't know that that alone I is think the thing. It, I think it is, it would, you know, taking prayer out of school or whatever, maybe a representation of how far the home has deteriorated and we could have that conversation. Yeah. But, you know. So, I, not that we want to get off on all that, but yeah. it made me think of the episode and it was really good info because I think as Americans in the U.S., where we're, you know, we're probably five or 10 years behind Canada in that. Uh, maybe not even that long you Canada, know, eh? in the in the post postmodern post-christian um but they were just talking about how even like 40 50 years ago how like quebec was like per capita the most religious area in the world yeah very catholic and all those things but people still associated where now so many people don't associate with religion at all um sure. it's just interesting and it made me think of that when you talk about the western church you know and how we do things and it's just like it's so it's uh it's interesting to at least yeah. think about and think about maybe where we should make adjustments well yeah because i think that i think the reality is uh that we have you know i think I phrase this properly. I like stuff like that. Uh, Catholicism is built on is, is built on tradition, right? So it, it's built on religion, but it's also built on tradition. That's what makes it Catholicism different than others is their own traditions and you know um, borderline divinity of the Pope and whatever. So like all that stuff. Um, and I think that we we have a group. I think we have a couple generations in now. I think we're probably two or three generations in, maybe since the 70s and the 80s. Um, we have young people continually looking at tradition and saying, but why? Like, why is that a thing? Like, well, we do it this way. It's like, okay, but but why do we do it that way? And I think that really was a resurgence in the 70s. Mm -hmm. uh, like, why do we, but why? You know, it's like, well, this is how we do things because we're Christians. It's like, but why do we do that? And it's like, and, and I think that there's a, a bit of an answer or, or I think that it has caused over time, but definitely recently, you know, in the last 15 years, those that grew up in church coming back to the table and going, why do we do this this way? Like, why is this in challenging aspects of their faith journey that were powerless or didn't seem to have any validity and finding out there's a number of things that we do that we just do, but none of them are necessarily biblical or, or, you know, christian they're just things we do and so it sent them on a resurgence yeah and since then has and for many of them stroked biblical doctrine and and accuracy and going back to the bible and going back to its word and, and so on and so forth and, and that's it, kind of brought us full circle yeah and there's just you know and i i'd like it i i'm what well, i like what i'm about to say is like on tiktok tiktok facebook there are these groups that poke fun so there's a there's a not to poke fun at independent fundamental baptists i'm okay with it but but there's like a <laughs> there, there's a whole movement within that of people that are grew up in it and leaving and deconstructing gosh yeah right and there's some tiktok Don't blame accounts and stuff that show these clips of ifb preachers and it's hilarious and obviously you take a 30 second clip out of, of any, anything, anybody's sure. preaching you can you know it, it, you don't get the full context of what they're saying but nonetheless it's funny because some of it like there's a lot of majoring on the minors oh, and i think that's ultimately howdy. what happened like there's this one guy his, yeah. his whole there's like 
multiple clips, like multiple TikTok TikToks, because there's only you can go. It's only like thirty seconds, or whatever, sixty seconds. So they were showing like a three minute clip over a few different TikToks. Anyways, his home. I don't know what he's preaching about ultimately, <laughs> but he's talking about the fact that Jesus wore pants and. At men wear pants. It's biblical. And Jesus wore pants. And he said, don't talk to me about a robe. The only time that that talks about Jesus wearing a robe is when they put him on him and mocked him. It's about Jesus wore pants. And it was just like, but what are you talking about? First of all, I think you're incorrect. Like, I think, I think you're, but it's like, this has nothing to do with the gospel. This has nothing nothing to do with nothing. And uh, one, I still think he's like, you know, hermeneutics and you know, th- all, all kind yeah. of stuff. But, you I'll know, the pe- and exegesis. then the people's comments are even ho- more hilarious. I can't imagine. But it's just like, you know, they're like, what about tunic? You know, they're dropping the word like it talks about a, a tunic and all these things. And yeah. um, it's just like, bro, what are you talking about? But the problem is if you're in a if you're in a very legalistic, whether it's independent, fundamental Baptist, Catholicism, uh, Pentecost, like. You can even be in a, I guess, a legalist, non-denominational church. You know, Could I mean, it's, it's that's not denominationally exclusive, I guess. But no, you're talking and pre- you're preaching about things like their scripture and doctrine that have nothing to do with anything but the way you want them. Even if Jesus didn't or did wear pants, what does that have to do with him yeah, being the exclusivity uh, of his pants? Uh, and like, what does that do with that gospel? You know, it just. Uh, it, because even now in our culture, if you're making the argument that men should wear pants, most men wear pants. So, like, even your argument makes no <laughs> sense. Like, we do that. Like, I'm wearing pants now, sir. Good job. Let's move on. Like, to, you, you, you scan the room. No one's wearing shorts. It's like, all right, then. Uh, yeah, no one. Mission accomplished. No, none for today. of the guys are in a ankle length tunic. We're in pants. <laughs> what are you talking about? You know, so it just makes zero sense. But like that's what he preached about. It's like, bro, oh, no, like Scotland or something. It's like just yeah, that makes no sense. And I think that's and rightly so. There are people questioning. Okay, but what are we talking about here? Like, my gosh, yeah. So yeah. that whole that whole episode of Kerry Newhoff and, and and Mark Clark, he they, that that comes up about like Kerry asking oh. him in his messaging, like you know, you preach about identity and all this, and he's like, the people are eating it. Like we. Even young people. It's not just young people turn away from the church. I, I don't think young people are opposed to – people aren't opposed to Jesus. They're opposed to this legalistic, you know, yeah. church we've become, capital C church. Yeah, the institution of. Yeah, man. Yeah. But no. you're, you're right. I think there is more influence on, on Protestant churches, more Catholic influences than most would uh, probably like to admit to. And sure. I think if you break it down, they probably like it that way. They may not say that, but well, that was the whole point. I mean, yeah. you know, the Catholic, the Roman Catholic Church, the whole point was control, and that's what I don't think people realize. The whole point of what they were trying to accomplish was control the people, control the people. You control their money, so you control their faith. You can convince them what to do. Like, so all of that was going on, and yeah, I think that there are plenty of churches out there that don't have the right spirit, don't have the right heart. You know, they, it's a business to them. It's not, it's not about people, you know, and, and so on. So, yeah, I mean, once you find yourself in that position, it becomes pretty easy to, um, to see how, you know, the temptation to distort that. So, yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot going on. And obviously it's not a bash session. 
but no. we do have to teach what we what we believe. Well, what you the know, Bible what says. The Bible says. Yeah, and that's the that's the reality. And and I think you know this week we're going into solo scriptura, which is the scripture alone. And and I I was just telling you this before we even went on air. I was like, man, this, this one's this one's a little hard. This one's hard because there's so much to say, so little time to say it in, and I'm unsure as to like just trying to like weed out like man what just you know and and then some of it is so rich you know that it's like man i could you could live at thirty thousand, you could live at the clouds you know you could live in a theological space that only people that's studied the bible on a certain level could understand even what you're saying the whole time and so you know bringing it down to the ground and to where people that maybe haven't studied the word the way I have, or we have, or what, you know, you know, some of us, um, or just are new or, or yeah, that's what I mean. Like either because of time, you know, they've right. only saved two weeks or because even though they've been saved 20 years, they've never actually dug into the Bible to actually find out what it says and exegeted the scriptures with proper hermeneutics. And even those words, like, you know, like, <laughs> so it's just a lot. And so we're trying to bring it down to ground level a little bit, but uh, cause that's what we need. You know, we don't need more of man's opinions. We need more of what the Bible says. And so, uh, and how, how crazy is it that all we've done this past series is really just brought back to life, the actual words of the scripture, you know, and it's like, it's blowing people's minds a little bit. Yeah. So it's good. Stuff. There you go. So it's good stuff. Look <laughs> forward to it. We did Christ alone. Christ alone last week. Yeah. It's good stuff. So um, John, did you learn anything? Christ alone, cornerstone. <laughs> Christ, <laughs> we've made that strong. Is, that Savior's is. arms. Those are lyrics. Those are lyrics to a song called Cornerstone. Right. You want me to sing so, it for y'all? Please don't. <laughs> that would be that would be something, wouldn't it? That would, <laughs> uh, Who sings that? Chris Tomlin. Uh, it's Hillsong. Uh, why don't I think Chris Tomlin? Maybe uh-huh. he did it. I have no doubt he did it at one point, <laughs> yeah. but yeah, there was, there was a period of time where we like did cornerstone way too often. Oh really? Uh, at our church. Yeah. It was when it, it came was, out. It yeah. There was just a period a of time where it was just It like, was a good song when it came out. It's a great song. I mean, it's still song. a good song. It's a great song. Yeah. yeah. It, it was good. We, we, uh, we used to do it at our old church, me and John were at. John, you probably played guitar on it, huh? Christ alone. I do. I actually know the chords to it and I don't want to play it ever again. It's a quick change. Like CF, right? CF then FG or something like that. Uh, yeah, CF. They got some. There's some quick changes in that one. It's a little tricky. The key of C was uh, Cynthia's. Ah, uh, that's her. That was the magic Sweet magic spot. key, huh? Yep. Speaking of, I like the key. Order your mugs today. I don't know if you can order, but you can I come bro- to TC and buy. I them. broke mine yesterday. Yeah, you yeah. did. I got to buy a new one, but I do have the TC one that is still for sale. Yeah. Uh no yeah um. I don't know. What were we talking about? <laughs> uh, we were just wrapping up, uh, getting ready to kind of jump into a little bit of the sermon. Um, so as we were talking through the sermon a little bit, you know, we talked about, uh, we played the, you know, I played the game when we were kicking off the service. Yeah. Um, talking about how, uh, for many of us, we are trapped in a game that is unwinnable and was over before we started. And that game is essentially our life and the sin that's in it. Like we, the enemy has us in this perpetual game of constantly trying to work hard and earn and go. Um, and it was over before it started. Left to our own strength, we are losing that game. So we needed something, someone 
better to come in to save us to to play the game on our behalf and that's kind of how we kicked it off and we talked about you know the two covenants that god had with when god has with us in particular when it comes to salvation which is versus the covenant of works um this idea of trying to work hard be a good person be good enough to be saved uh, do all the right things. And in the Old Testament, you know, when they knew their works couldn't measure up, so they had to make sacrifices mm. um, to, you know, to, to atone. The, bl- the blood of the sacrifice would atone for or pay for their sins. Uh, and that had to be, that happened to happen, you know, regularly. And so there's covenant of works. Um, and then we kind of see a shift um, when Jesus comes on the scene to a covenant of grace. And that's what we, that was kind of more what we started talking about about on Sunday. So we identified the two different covenants and then we talked about the covenant's grace. We talked about what Christ accomplished and grace alone and faith alone are only possible because of the finished work of Christ, uh, of Christ alone. And so that was what we kind of got into on Sunday. And so we talked about the great exchange. Um, and so we'll kind of, so the first one, uh, under the great exchange, Christ alone lived the, lived the life we could not live. He lived the life we could not live. And so we talked about the hypostatic union. We talked about how Jesus was 100% man, 100% God. He was fully man. He was fully God. Um, well, see, we might need to pause there and talk about some heresy that is being taught and ooh, out there. Heresy we time. We need a button for heresy time. We, where we just hit it and it's like, heresy time. John, can you make that happen? Yeah, we can we can put. Oh, that that's yeah, gonna that's be great. Good. Yeah, that's yeah. a new new uh, new add to the podcast yeah, her- starting next week. Heresy time. Make sure you put it in your asana, John. Don't forget. <laughs> All right. No. Um. But we don't necessarily have to name names. I think we should, though. I'm okay with, with it. You. Um. But maybe we need to talk about why what you just said is important. Yeah. So uh, there are very popular pastors and preachers, uh, some of which many of you may actually listen to, um, who suggest that God w- or that Jesus was not in fact divine. In other words, that his he uh, did away with his divinity and he was only a man when he walked the earth. So all the miracles that he accomplished, everything he did, he did as a man and not as God in the flesh. He he did it by, by the power of the Holy Spirit. Yeah, so it was only the Holy Spirit, his connection to God that gave him the ability to do the things of God, the works, the miracles, etc. And that is the, rank heresy. The implication being because you and I have the Holy Spirit, we, we can, should be doing those we things. We can do those things if not greater. Yeah. Um Guys like yeah. Bill Johnson at well, Bethel oh, Church. Oh, you did it, yep. Uh, uh, what's his prophet guy, Chris something? Chris Voss. Chris Voss, Bethel Church. Uh, yeah, so. Heretics, <laughs> turn them calling off. Calling them out. Yeah, uh, yeah so. Um, Burn their books, turn off their the, podcasts. And you have to, you have to really videos. listen. They don't come out and say those words like that. They do in their book. They, but they do, right, but in, in Bill Johnson's book. In their preaching, it. you won't hear them use those exact words. Like, we think that Jesus you know, left his divinity and, and all those things. He, they don't say it like that. Correct. So it's, it's, they, them it's two in particular, cryptic. It's cryptic. Um, but it is a, you know, what's the, what's the word? Little G, a little, little God, God, little God theology, theology yeah. uh, that we are little gods because of, of, uh, because of that. Yeah. It's just heresy. It's just not scriptural. Um, and that's the reason we don't do, you don't hear us do much Bethel 
stuff in our church. Yeah. We actually had a conversation with our worship leaders yesterday uh, where it was like, we were talking through, it's gotten hard because Bethel music as a label has signed so many worship leaders to it that it's like, all right, we're good. We can do <laughs> music on the Bethel label because Leland is not Bethel worship, but they are on Bethel. Lake. So it's like, we've Neither even, is had, Brandon Lake. yeah, we've had to try to differentiate some things, but yeah, you're right. We don't do Bethel worship songs at TC anymore because we didn't want people in our church to go find the song on YouTube, listen to it, then start listening to the teachings of Bill or Chris from Bethel church that is riddled with heresy. Um, and so, yeah, uh, stay away. Well, and that's the hard part. <laughs> so, I've had the conversation. The hard part is every single song is not heretical. No. As a matter of fact, some of the songs are great. There's one song we literally, there's two songs in particular we were, we've been wrestling with and we're going to do other churches versions of them because they kind of rewrote them a little bit. So we're actually going to do those churches versions of the songs that kind of was birthed in Bell because the songs are awesome. Goodness of God by Jen Johnson. My goodness. Like what a song. It's Except she's a heretic. She's a heretic. So we're going to do <laughs> church of the city's version of it. And, yeah. uh, but that's the hard and, part yeah, of, so. that's the hard part of, maybe heretics <laughs> everything that comes out of their mouth may not be heresy yeah they could uh, even say um, some good stuff i got a broken watch it's right twice a day so uh, I, <laughs> so but uh, you know there are some good like it is well what some of those aren't maybe not even no, that's are there like, yeah, that's, that's the old yeah and that but, was jesus cult jesus culture has since kind of detached from their um, a little bit but their version of some songs is just good. Is, is good uh but as a whole their leader you know Bill and we John, saw Bill, yeah Bill Johnson and we oh. saw a number of their we saw a number that I mean like if you follow that whole thing since we're here and talking about it if you follow the whole thing you'll notice that Jeremy Riddle is gone uh from from the church now uh he has since gone off and gone and, on a re reformation resurgence type of deal of discovering the true true nature of God in the Bible versus what he was being taught. Well, there's, uh, and there are some good resources out there. I mean, you can Google, I mean, uh, YouTube, there's some good YouTube videos that break down some of their teaching to, to expose it. Um, you know, just, mm -hmm. just do some research. Don't just, you know, maybe not just listen to us, take our word for it, but there's it's some really good stuff out there. Find, yeah. Um, if you, if you YouTube Bethel church Gandalf, um, <laughs> that alone should tell you that they're not a church to follow and listen to. Um, uh. that was a joke. If I ever saw one, um, anyways, Yo, listen, the, the fact that even the people in the crowd were looking at it going like, we're talking, okay, we're talking about four or 500 people that had been indoctrinated with heresy and believe it. And they're looking at what's going on in that video f from the audience. And they're like, is yeah. this a joke? Like this can't be real. If they're the one saying this can't be real, you know, for, it's for, for anyone that's listening or watching that may not go look that up. Just a quick, quick overview is they had a guest. Uh, there was a bunch of, bunch of them on stage. Pat, the, Bill Johnson's there on stage. And this lady, uh, called on the uh i guess the power of gandalf and they ended racism um it's over with it's over there, there uh, is no more apparently so um good, good luck grief. with that yeah it's so. it's nuts so um yeah yeah it's just that that's the, going back to our stuff and our notes now i mean um <clears throat> the ecstatic yeah. union jesus was fully god when he was on earth yeah and, and i'll throw one more out there just cause, just for fun todd white oh heretic heretic uh, so, uh, and he literally says in his teaching, like, at least Bill and Chris get cryptic. 
he literally says in his teachings at Gateway, Jesus was not God when he was performing miracles on this earth. Like he was not, there was no divinity. Wait, wait, he laid aside all at divinity. Gateway? Is he at Gateway? He's at Gateway Church With Brian Morris? Yeah. Not Brian Morris. Morris. Definitely Morris' son. Mor- Mor- Morris. Morris. What's his first name? Ah. I don't know his first name. I don't know. Uh, oh, I can tell you. He's on uh, Chad Beach's podcast. Oh, really? Like the episode I just got. Robert Morris. He's Robert at Gateway? Morris. That's, that's, he's been at Gateway that's for a Carrie while. That's Kerry Job's church, or where Kerry Job came out. Yeah. Yeah, he's literally teaching there. He's one of the uh, teaching pastors now. Oy. So, um, yeah, he's 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 a uh, yeah straight up heretic. So uh, I thought he had a little bit of an awakening. Um, he but. repented of not preaching the full gospel, but he then he went back to his stuff. So who knows what's going on? All that to say is just be careful who you're listening to. Um, and if you ever hear that Jesus laid aside his divinity and he was not in fact God when he was on the earth, uh, you need to revisit that. Um, because he was, he was hundred percent God, but he was also hundred percent man. And that was one thing we talked about. He was a hundred percent man because he needed to sympathize with man. He was a hundred percent man because he was going to be man's great sacrifice. He was a hundred percent man because he had to live the perfect life and struggle. No, not, you know, to be tempted, I should say, be tempted as a man, be given the opportunities of a man to have sexual or other sin placed in front of him not that he committed, but he had the opportunity to commit just like a man and be able to live the perfect life so that he could be the perfect sacrifice, uh, for man. And so he was a hundred percent man, but then he was also a hundred percent God. Uh, and he had to be a hundred percent God as well. He had to have a hundred percent of his divinity. Colossians two nine says for in Christ lives all the fullness of God in a human body. And so we see the scripture explicitly gives us a window into the fact that Jesus was a hundred percent God as well. Um, and that was going to be necessary as well because he was going to have to take on the full punishment, the full wrath of God, uh, on behalf of the sins for those that would be in heaven. And so, well, um, and, and yeah. he, he just claimed it too. I don't know all the, you quote all the, well, scripture, yeah, plenty you know. of times. He, he, yeah. He I mean, that was said. part of why he was called like a blasphemer. I mean, and stuff. I mean, he yeah. was claiming it. Um, yeah. Oftentimes it was, you know, I'm the, he was the son of God or yeah, whatever, but his <laughs> divinity was, you yeah. know, c- completely intact. And, and so he lived the life we could not live divine in nature, um, human in flesh, uh, and so all of that was intact. So, but he lived the life that we could not live perfect as a human, but also had his divinity. But then he also died the death we deserve to die. Um, you know, and essentially what we're talking about there is sacrifice, you know, penal substitutionary atonement, um, where he became the sacrifice for our sins. Uh, and we got Isaiah 53, five, we got Romans four twenty five, and then we uh, Romans five, I mean, Romans, like there's, for days we could go, you know, um, and essentially that's what the whole Bible actually kind of talks about, uh, you know, is, is getting into, uh, the reality of, of the scripture and, and, you know, who Jesus was and how it outlines all that. So, um, but he died the death we deserve to die. Um, it was his death in our place that gave us life. Um, and so, yeah. Good. Yep. And then Christ alone defeated the giant we could not defeat. Um, You're not David. You're 
I'd never actually said those words uh, <laughs> uh, on purpose. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. But yeah, that was that was the tone of the that part of the message for sure. Um, gave but, the analogy of a uh, well, not the analogy. We gave the story of like David, David and Goliath, Goliath. But yeah. how many times we insert ourselves as the hero in that story? Yeah, the, and we have giants to slay in our life. Yeah, our giant is our bills. Our giant is our cancer, or kid sickness, or whatever. you know, whatever. And it's like, man, we're gonna we're gonna take our stone. We're gonna slay our giant. And it's like, no, 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 the, because any giant you can kill isn't really a Goliath. It's just something else in your life. Um, but the giant that you can't kill uh, is the only thing in your life that you needed Jesus to kill for you. And that was your sin, the consequences for your sin and death. And so, uh, Jesus does that. Um, and so that's what we talk about on Sunday. Go check out the whole sermon as usual. Uh, you can listen to the whole thing on podcast or you can watch it on Definitely. YouTube. You can get to all that through the website. So, um, yeah, got two more weeks. Well, two more weeks, two more weeks. And then tonight is the sixth solo. Yes, sir. Surprise. Tonight's going to be good. I'm excited. If you're in Pensacola, in the Pensacola area and don't have plans tonight, come hang out. First Wednesday service starts at 630. If you're listening to this on the podcast, uh, you missed it already. Yep, but it should be getting posted soon on the podcast. And uh, check those out. First Wednesdays are definitely different for us, but in a good way. I I really enjoy them. I like First Wednesdays, oh, for sure. Yeah, so. For sure. The communion. Communion. But, uh. So, Yeah, come on out. It's going to be a good time. I'm excited. Uh, John, you've been quiet today. Yeah, I'm sitting here working while you guys are uh, doing your thing. Oh, are you? Yeah, Yeah. we know what that means. Solitaire. Oh, are you, John? (laughs) Oh, are you? You want to tell us what you've been working on? Oral Roberts University. What? What have you been working on? I'm in in another uh, attorney with the, the card game that we play. What? He's, what did he say? He's in a tournament with a card game. Oh, I thought he said something about an attorney. I was he's like, playing what? poker on his computer. That's not true, <laughs> for the record. Um, all right, so here's one thing I'm going to give you guys. We got some cards. We're going to dish uh, these out. All right, John, so I need your slightly divided attention. Go ahead. And um, so I'm going to give you the first card first, but we're going to answer it last because I want you to be able to think about it. All right. First card first, going to answer it last. Yeah. So. Okay. Um. I want you to think about one of the revolutionary or uh, provoking thoughts that you've had recently in your car that you're like, oh man, and then you thought about it for a while. Some thoughts on your commute to work is what this card is called. And you know, it can be anything. It can be about cryptocurrency. It can be about the church. It can be about whatever, you know, just thoughts, thoughts that you've been having. Maybe it's about, you know, realizing that Jimmy John's is better than Jersey Mike's, whatever it is, Uh, whatever, whatever your (laughs) thoughts on the commute have been, uh, you thought that you would be wrong. I don't know. I, I think that's where I'm camping out, but I have converted to Chipotle from Moe's. I made the big switch. Oh, that's easy. Yeah, definitely. Moe's is good, but they're, they're so different to me. Yeah. But anyways, uh, thoughts on a commute. So I'm going to give you time to ponder that as we ask these other two and then we'll come back to it. All right. Um, I feel like we just did this, but maybe we can do it a little bit more comment on industry conversations. So like conversations in our industry, we just kind of went a whole thing. Bill Johnson, Chris, whatever. Well, Um, I think Chris Voss, 
so on. I think a conversation in the industry right now, you know, especially just according to some of the podcasts and all I listen to, church leadership leaders and all these things, church world is, a, you know, where we're going as far as the church as church is in this new world. Now that we're kind of post-pandemic for the most part, but things are not back to normal. Even for a church like ours, who has, quote unquote, to most people, if you've been a part of our church before COVID, it looks like we're back to normal and better better than from a, just looking around the room, right? Correct. But that's not necessarily accurate. It's not normal. I mean, because there's still a whole lot of stuff the online stuff that is, you, you know what I mean? Yeah. It, it's just, a, it's just different and it's leveraging, you know, the conversation of where's the, where's the line of, you know, providing too much online content that actually gives people an excuse not to show up at your, you know, place, you know, in person or to be not just show up to show up sake, but like genuine community and all these things. It's a whole big discussion uh, and rightly so. I, I think it's a discussion that, one, that's where we're headed in the world around us. So we need to figure it out as churches. But mm-hmm. uh, And I think the ones that start to figure it out for themselves and what works for them will be the ones that last. If, you're, if you have zero strategy for online at all and you're a church, you're in big trouble. Mm-hmm. Deep, deep, big trouble. Yeah, um, I think you... I think you will, um, I think if you're, yeah, I agree. I think if you're in that, if you're in that space, especially in church world and you don't have an online strategy, you are, I don't, it's not my opinion. This is what the experts are saying. You're five years from being obsolete. You're, you're done. And that's not a knock. Here's the deal. It's not, it's not a substitution. And I think too many pastors and leaders have looked at the online as like, it's not a substitution. In fact, the data actually shows those that do online stuff, their in-person stuff is actually stronger and better. Sure. Um, we, so, we don't have a, we, I would say we hardly ever have a single guest walk through our doors that hasn't watched at least four online services. At least one. Uh, yeah. I mean, a I mean, lot I, of ours have all multiple, of them are watching for a month at or least two. one. Um, Cause here's the deal. Your front, the, your, your front door, the front door of your church is no longer the front door. Yeah. Um, I, I know of churches that don't have websites. Like uh, that's, that's, that's crazy to me. Um, but mm. Hey, you do, you do your thing. But um, so those are the conversations. It's just figuring out it's a both. And it's a digital world. Um, here's, here would be, here's what my encouragement would be to people listening is if you're another church or a pastor, everyone you want to reach is online. So go reach them. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. think of it missional. If, yeah. if, if, if anything, mm-hmm. but yeah, 100%. that's the conversation that I like paying attention to. So that's my answer. Good. John, what about you, Johnny boy? He's in a creative world, so he may have different conversations he's involved in. So what was the question exactly? It's always having different conversations. The industry we're in. What is the conversation? Conversations that are happening in the industry we're in. I hate the word industry for talking about a church, but here we are. Um, I mean, a lot, a lot, a lot, especially from my angle. Um, You know, I think there are more, there are more creatives now than there were four years ago. Oh, absolutely. And so it's, it's interesting 
it's funny to see on my side how fast that has developed because when I started, um, there was an account that we follow, uh, Pastor Brad and I follow, um, that started around about the same time that I started at the church here. And that group has grown from, you know, maybe a hundred people to like thousands and thousands and thousands of creatives. So yep. it's like, it's, it's, it's crazy to see like how fast everything has been moving and, and how we have to change as a church to reach people and not necessarily changing the gospel at all, but more so changing the way that people view the gospel a little yeah. bit. Yeah, it's, um, it's a duty. So, yeah. Good. Dig it. Um, I think for me, it's uh, the current conversation is Christian consumerism. Ooh. Uh, which is uh, that for many Christians, uh, the Christianity, uh, what their church offers, um, what they do with their faith life, um, it is all something for them to consume. So uh, it's not something for them to contribute to. It's something that they need to consume. So I believe that Christians are losing track of the necessity for contribution. Your your Christian life, your Christian journey is one that should contribute to the house that you're in, i.e. your church, uh, your faith community that you're a part of, i.e. your TC group, small group, life group, whatever you want to call it, connect group, what, like whatever. Um, Some kind of group. So it, it, should be, it should be connected to those things. Uh, it should be represented in those things. Uh, you should be serving in those areas uh, and giving yourself to it, giving your time to it. And I believe Christianity for much of you know our country uh, and probably in the world, but definitely in much of our country, uh, Christianity um, uh, has the temptation to fall into a consumeristic mold. Uh, so like I'll come, I'll partake and I'll leave and, but I'll give nothing to it. Um, and Christianity for the last 2000 years has been very costly for true Christians. So for us, uh, to consider taking the mindset of I'll consume it, but I won't contribute to it. Um, Yes, financially, but not just financially. Also your time, also your serving, also being a part of uh, groups and all those things, uh, I think is a is is going to be a long-term detriment uh, to Christianity. Matter of fact, Justin and I were just talking this morning, we were talking about just a few people that we know who are disconnecting from uh, at least their activity level in their faith. Um, and when we look at it, we can go down the list of almost all of them and identify that they fell into at least in some part, a consumeristic model in their own mind. Um, whether it was the, so it may not be consumeristic in all of the avenues, but it may have been in some or whatever, Right. but they've defaulted back to a consumeristic mindset. And then that is going to lead. We, we, unless we, you know, God does something supernatural and through the help of us and us reaching out and trying to help them. Uh, once they, once you fall to consumeristic Christianity, you're only one step away from being out of, um, out of your faith circles altogether. I'm not talking about salvation. That's a whole different thing. Uh, different the last thing you want to be is alone. 
You know, it's yeah. like it's like a pack of wolves that gets you the weak one alone by themselves. Or yeah, whatever, 100%. you know, it's like yeah, yeah so no, yeah, the enemy pick you off. So good. Uh, next question. We'll move quickly. Let's move quickly. Uh, three silly mistakes to avoid in life. Rapid fire. Silly mistakes. One, spend more than you make. Two, uh, just doing things because your parents uh, think you should, and I meant. Like after you're on a, like eighteen, yeah, um, as, uh, an adult. as an adult, um, mm-hmm. and what's the third one? Uh, following your heart. I'm just kidding, <laughs> <laughs> but kind of. I mean, I mean, um, you know, no. Um, I uh, letting letting fear or the possibility, like <sighs> what ifing your life to oh, death. Give me some. That's a good one. What ifing your life to death? I'm gonna borrow that one to keep you from doing most things. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so those, those, are that. Those, are, those are my three. John, uh, he pretty much knocked all of that out of the park. That was great. I was just thinking great of answers. some like stupid crap, like uh, <laughs> watch the edge of the bed before you get in. Because you, get on, you may, like, hey man, these toe. are your three, John. You say your three, bro. <laughs> Wait, I have no idea. What you're talking about watching the edge of the bed, like for monsters. No, like you're gonna stub your toe. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, I think the hey, dude, like, that's a good life hack. Go uh, ahead, you know go ahead, John. You know what I mean, live yeah, your best life. Here's the deal: I could walk around my house in pitch black, blindfolded, and not stub my toe Bro, I, there's nothing in your house i know where everything is do you have like, four furniture items and nothing on your wall that's not true <laughs> well that the walls part is true but it's like i uh maybe it's part of my weird ocds but like i can go from my couch to my bed in pitch black half asleep because i know how many steps it is including how many stairs how many steps from my couch well, to not the only steps. that do from, there's no one else in your house putting crap everywhere well, that's true yeah. That's a that's a spousal problem y'all need to get under control. <laughs> <laughs> what the heck? No. Okay, what else? Ashley and Eli, uh, I got don't let your mine. gas go below a quarter of a tank. Okay. Let your gas go below a quarter. Um, Wear out that fuel pump. Yep. And um what would I don't know, what would be a good third? I this is your list, bro. Silly mistake. Uh, I can help you. Mm. Putting rims on a car. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> John, you live your best life. I will live there. my best life, and it's pay, it's a paid off car. So Coco, it is a paid, it is paid off. Car. Old Coco, hey, paid off's good, man. Old Put Coco, them rims on. Um, you tint the windows. Yeah, man. I don't know if I have a third. Sure, uh, you do. You just can't think of it right now. Don't pop off at your wife. You're gonna regret it. Oh, oh there you go. That's a good one. Mine don't. Ever. Oh, John, I got one for you. Uh, okay, since you're a creative. Oh yeah. Save early and often. Oh my oh, gosh! Save early and one. often. Yeah. Save early and often. Yes. There you go. That's a creative one for you. Yep, yeah. Yep. 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 Yeah. Uh, let's see three silly mistakes of one in life man Justin did really good on his list so I'm trying to stay away from like what sounds like those uh, um, uh, if you if you can't do what you love love what you do so okay um, so if you can't do the thing that you love fall in love with the thing that you actually do um that can be hard, but very yeah. Um, embrace who embrace who you currently are because you can't. I said this on a podcast the other day. Embrace who you are because you can't change what you deny. So as long as you're denying that you're blank, you'll never be able to actually change it. Hashtag enneagram. Yep. Um, and then third. Um, ooh, all right. Um, pursue the life that is buildable for you not the life that's buildable for someone else. So, i.e., uh, we were talking about this earlier, right? Um, if, you, uh, if you're if you a young woman out there, you got four kids, 
probably pursuing a career uh, that's going to require you to not be with those kids ever. Probably not a move. Uh, you probably want to rethink that at least for the next few years until they're old enough to go to school and do all this stuff. So just like build a life, whether you're a guy, and this isn't, that's not female specific. That's just an example. But if you're a man or a woman, build a life that, uh, is buildable. Um, if you've already set in motion, a number of things in your life, you're, you know, a half million dollars in debt between your house, your car and your credit cards. Um, then you may want to figure a few things out before you take out a loan to start a business. Uh, like just some of those things. So, yeah. Uh, Step one, stop taking out loans. <laughs> boom. All right. All right. Um, all right. Thoughts on the commute. Anybody? What? Are, yeah, I don't really. I mean, I think about weird stuff on my commute. That's so, okay. Take us there. I mean. Anything? I just, I listen to a lot of podcasts when I'm in the car. So that gets me, mm. you know, thinking while I'm driving about whatever they're talking about. Know, like the Mark Clark, we're just talking about the Kerry Newhoff leadership yep, podcast, yep, just that yep. kind of stuff. Yeah, um, so I don't really have a good answer for that. I don't really know. I just kind of try to think about what I'm listening to. I listened to an audiobook lately of someone that I agree with only about you know 15 or 20 percent of the stuff he says. I listened to his whole book, um, on Audible, and um, it was interesting, got me thinking a little bit. I still don't fully I don't agree with most of what he says, but um, it was just you know, got me thinking. Mm-hmm. So if you only listen to people you agree with, you'll never grow. Oh, well, that's so, good. Well, there you go. That's that. the thought on your commute. Uh, yep. You John, John, answer, and we got to wrap this up because I'm running late. Uh, so I was thinking the other day. This sounds like a like someone who would be high, like saying this, but this it's not. Um, <laughs> pizza is the only um, food that we eat from the inside out. Okay. Mm, pies, cakes. Mm. pineapple upside down cake i don't know what you mean by inside out like from the inside of the food outward we naturally oh, you eat pull from a the slice. inside yeah, yeah, out yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. all uh, the other ones i mean cakes and I see pies and everything people still like cut and uh, you know eat from like the edges or the back but for pizza no, those are it's, psychos we eat from the inside out any normal person would well, that's a weird thought john so cylindrical circle foods you eat from the inside out you thought about that driving down the road? Yeah. See, that's why we have this. a great question. We wow. need to monitor this a little better. Uh, thoughts for my commute. Um, people need more silence in their life. Things are way too busy all the time. That's way good. too much noise. Find, find five minutes, 10 minutes every day. Get some silence in your life. Talk to the Lord, reflect, and just listen. Silence is golden. It's so good. All right, guys, we love you. Justin, where can they find more about the church? Um, um, TransformationChurch.com and Instagram and Facebook, Transformation Pensacola. Boom. Love you guys. See you next week. Another week, another sermon, another follow-up podcast. Later. Thanks for tuning in to the Transformation Church weekly follow-up podcast. It would mean so much to us if you would subscribe, like, and review us on iTunes. You get double points if you show love by sharing it with your friends. Don't forget, you can follow Pastor Brad and Pastor Justin on Instagram and Twitter at at Brad Livingston underscore and at Justin Oswald underscore. Tweet them your questions and comments or email them to us at followup at transformationchurch.com. And for more information on Transformation Church, visit us online at mytc.life and on Instagram and Facebook at Transformation Pensacola.